in the Royal Rumble when the bell rings if me and you cross paths I'm not gonna be looking out for you I'm going to be looking for you in the Royal Rumble there are no friends I know there's no friends in the Royal Rumble I've been in more than you have I'm gonna do what I have to do I'll punch you in the face I'll throw you over the top rope because CM Punk is gonna win the Royal Rumble and he's gonna go on to main event WrestleMania. I can separate business from personal. Can you? Two very different paths, one very, very similar goal. I have a lot of things I wanna get off my chest. You didn't pass the torch off, you dropped it on the way out. And I don't think you cared who picked it up, but I think you know who did. I did. Everything that you spoke about, I literally did. Well, allow me to give you the full Road to WrestleMania CM Punk experience. You have carried this company on your back for a soul-crushing two years. Oh, wait! What's that in the distance? It's a much bigger superstar that hasn't been around in a very long time coming to take it all away from you. You may be right, but I have only one direction I can go. Where you talked, I walked. That makes me more CM Punk than you. Remember who you're coming after. Wrestling presents Podcast Promo Rumble 9. Welcome to the first Max event of 2024. This is the ninth annual Podcast Promo Rumble. I am your captain speaking. He is El Jefe, and tonight our road to Promo Mania begins. Oh, yeah, it does. Coming up tonight, we have so much. Oh, my God, so much to discuss, including Royal Rumble predictions. WWE has joined forces with the monster streaming company, Netflix. And, of course, where will Okada end up? And so many more questions to be asked and hopefully answered. Plus, gigantic stakes for Beer versus Phoenix. And not one, not two, but three championships are going to be on the line tonight. Make sure you're subscribed right here, youtube.com forward slash Max Wrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever it is you get your lovely podcasts and hit that website now, Max Wrestling, we, Max Wrestlingnet.weebly.com. I almost fumbled it. We, what's it been now, like a year or so? We're getting there. I think <laughs> these, February has been a year. Is, I'm like, the funniest part is like, I'm always reading it off of it. It's just the brain. <laughs> the brain is so used to other ways. Dot net, shut up. Mm-hmm. All right, so to start the show, join the conversation as we posted our three hot topics in the Max Wrestling Facebook group. So let's get straight into them because, as Moses said, we have so much to get through. So, what do you want to talk about? So, what do you want to talk about? So, yeah, let, let's let's kick it off with Raw coming to net. Well, not just Raw. Um... All of WWE outside of the U.S. is coming to Netflix um, next year, Major. including PLEs. So, Major. Th unless you watch the old stuff, there's no point in having the network anymore in the U.K. We, we can finally, 
uh, cancel our WWE networks. This is gigantic implications. Uh, to, okay, so I, the, I'm going to be honest with you. The boys, I, you probably may have already heard, watched it before this one. So congratulations, Double Whammy for the Max Wrestling. You're welcome. I, we're, we're here for you. We but, have so much to talk about, like we said. It, it's it, Exactly. It has to be done. So the boys had brought it up beautifully that did Netflix all of a sudden, it, when did this become an idea? When did Netflix become a thing? And from the from from what I'm hearing from then again, now mind you, the majority of this is Uncle Dave, is Netflix is 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 changing how they do things because of this. So now they're going to be going to like a tier program, something that the network was talking about for a long time, having this tier to have, you know, uh, commercial free this or just whatever, different tiers of shit. And now it's going to be Netflix that's going to do it. They have the rights to all the history of WWE. So there goes, exactly, there goes your network. Now it's going to be in an even neater folder being on Netflix because Netflix is nice. Their layout is beautiful, easy to find. So you have that you have that beauty. You have now the overwhelming new style of ratings that are going to come in. And please let this be known and let it sink in. All you mofos out there that love the E that are like, we're back to 7 million, 8 million viewers on per monthly night on, <laughs> on Raw. This move for Netflix is not only for the United States and the United Kingdom. It includes Latin America. It, in, it includes like... Um, I think Canada as well. Yeah, Canadians. By Latin America, it goes like from freaking Mexico down, bruv. Pretty big. So this is yeah. this is monster huge. They're they're tiered now, but that's that's like mostly to ah. stop password sharing. So like you can only have these this many households or that many households using the this, same account. This is how long I just been paying for Netflix. I don't fucking <laughs> understand the changes. I just it's, paying. If you don't mind breaks. Um, it's great for the UK because I think the cheapest price is four ninety nine for Netflix. Oh, hey, that, hey, that means you only, you can only use it in one household, one TV at a time, uh, and you get ad breaks. But it's only like five pound a month. Uh, I think oh. we're on the middle tier, so we've got two households, no ad breaks, and it's if I remember rightly eleven ninety nine a month. That's not bad. So it's not, and like I said to Tony as well, like like he didn't. He thought, well, that's the end of ratings and stuff, like you just said. But um, it's really great for the UK because half, over half the UK already have Netflix. That's true. And Netflix a lot of us, good. A lot of us have Sky, and Netflix comes included with Sky. You just have to have a subscription, and it works out cheaper. So it's win-win. I was going to say, I think there's more people that have Netflix than they have cable. Pretty much, yeah. Because you don't I mean, need, like, cable to watch Netflix. You can watch it on your phone, your laptop, whatever. And this, again, this is worldwide like this. This isn't like a, oh, well, you know, they have cable in Canada more than they have. Ne-. I guarantee you, if, if, if Netflix is fucking five bucks everywhere in the States and everywhere out there and just everywhere, period, I'm going to fucking just buy Netflix and not have cable. We We watch the same shit anyway. Don't act like you don't. I mean, look at like Stranger Things or the the Dharma documentary. That was huge. And yeah. Netflix just see, keep popping out gems that get all these massive record breaking numbers. You're not wrong. You're and now you're finally wrong. gonna have a cheaper home to watch WWE. I also broke down like where how we watch WWE in the UK. It's on BT Sport. 
that means you have to get a sports package. And the the Arf. cheap the cheapest BT sports package is the same price as the most expensive Netflix package. That'll make no goddamn sense. Yeah, so like WWE for years, WWE was on Sky Sports, and even yeah. that was like an extra forty pound a month on Sky. But why? Because sports is money. If you want to watch sports, you got to pay money. I, I say it like that because here in 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 America, like, I, I guess it's just easier because it's like the USA Network, and the USA Network was is just like basic ass TV. Like you could get the USA Network on an antenna out here. Like it's still to this day. <laughs> I swear to God, still to this day, you can get the USA Network, no questions asked, on an antenna. Uh, it. And then, like, for sports, it, you had all the ESPNs and, like, Fox Sports. We had multiple uh, sports channels that were just free. So I'm yeah. just like, I don't, like, this is ridiculous. No, yeah, they all come in a package on, on Sky. Uh, I mean, you Fuck can get them packages. on, like, these cable boxes, too. But uh, you still have to pay more. No. So it, it definitely works out cheaper for us. Yeah. Uh, and also... Um, obviously, Raw is only going on Netflix in the US, but in the mm-hmm. UK, the Raw and SmackDown are both on BT Sport because we don't have conflicting networks. It's not on. It's not USA versus Fox. They're both on gotcha. BT Sport, so we're getting the whole package. Yeah, for for us in the states, SmackDown's going back to USA. Uh, NXT is going to go to the WB. Nothing is it WB? What the CW? I keep calling it the WB. I called it WB on the fucking show, and the guys laughed at me, and I didn't know why they were laughing at me. Now I know. I why. get it. The Warner Brothers Network. It, you have to understand. <laughs> when I grew up as a kid, that was the WB. That was that's, that's what that fucking channel was. The WB. And I don't know when the fuck it changed the CW many years ago when I was like in high school, and I still don't fucking know. What I really what? think is cool is they're gonna structure matches around ad breaks because obviously it depends on what tier you pay for either you get ad breaks or you don't or it's on usa or whatever so on netflix they're going to be doing like rest holds and working slow during it's going to be like when you watch AEW, whether you watch it on the app or on tv uh instead of picture in picture sometimes you just it continues to show yeah it's going to go back to how wrestling was baby leave you on a commercial and they just keep going but you don't know what's happening uh, no, so yeah, that was gigantic. huge news, and also like WWE's just been banging out huge news all week. Uh, the Rock is now officially on the board of directors at TKO, and this comes with a couple of caveats. So, The Rock uh, is is now the now I say it like that. Please, please understand that part. The Rock, the name, The Rock is now owned by TKO Sports or TKO, whatever you want to fucking call it. And the reality of the matter is, is now he is an entity to that company outside of being Dwayne Johnson. So I fully expect to see The Rock maybe in Australia, uh, maybe uh, Saudi Arabia. You know, it's there's a possibility that they are using him uh, as, a, as a catalyst for this, for the leakage from Sports Illustrated. You know what I mean? Teasing the ideas of maybe he isn't gonna, maybe he'll face Roman like 19 times before he wrestles him at WrestleMania, like they used to do back in fucking WrestleMania one. 19 matches before you have the blow off match. But it's, yeah. they have it set up where it's, do you believe this? Do you not believe this? But it's, it's, 
it's weird because he's obviously going to have to make some appearances as The Rock. But yeah. the question is, is do we now see guy, like The Rock show, not Dwayne Johnson, not, and again, I say it like this, do we now see The Rock show up in the UFC? I, I mean, he doesn't need to be Dwayne Johnson anymore. No, that's he, he doesn't need you, to act anymore. No, um, that's that's you know what? That's something none of the boys in the TSK had brought up. This guy is yeah. done. The ballers He's, doesn't need to come back. He doesn't need. I mean, the XFL is going to make money despite itself. That the Rock has reached unfathomable god tier level. Like I, he, it may be safe to say yeah. he's like one of the most successful people that ever lived. He like bigger than Michael Jackson. What is this? What was the story that he would tell? He had less than twenty dollars in his pocket, sleeping yeah. on a mattress that he grabbed out of the fucking dumpster in Canada, and he made it here. Like, come on, dude. Yes, we know who his dad and grandfather were and all this other shit, but like, come on. They obviously weren't making a shit ton of money. Now, I remember um, Steve Harvey's joke about Michael Jackson said, Michael Jackson got giraffe money. Like, he can just go buy a giraffe. You wouldn't even know where to go for a giraffe. I think the Rock's got more. Rock's got more than giraffe money. He he, he became one of the biggest stars in wrestling. Went on to dominate Hollywood, and now he's oh, on a yeah. board of directors of the company that owns WWE. Don't forget, I mean, like, you say that, and I'm not trying to downplay any of those, but again, he also took that entity that Vince McMahon couldn't keep alive for more than a year and sold it. I want to say it's to CBS. It's either CBS yeah. or ESPN has the rights to XFL right now. But it was a major deal for a company, for a, for a league in the middle of the fucking, you know, spring when football really isn't supposed to be happening outside of you know, English football um, or even you know, whatever. It, it just he, he allowed it to happen and he made it bigger some fucking how he the merger with the USFL happened now. And now that's even bigger. So it's he got it's it, again, you went from. Oh, you won't be a good enough actor to he's the best actor <laughs> in the world too. Oh, he won't do anything with that football company to now it's a literal not competition to the NFL, but it's a literal thing now that people are going to actually pay attention to to mm. Oh, well, he might just have to come back to wrestling and I don't have to now. I'm going to because I can, but I don't I run wrestling to. now. Exactly. I run it as 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 um as it'll ring in everybody's ears for hopefully weeks on end. As DC had said repeatedly, he's now Triple H's boss. <laughs> and it just makes it's, me chuckle. It cannot be denied anymore that The Rock is literally head of the table. Ah, this is beautiful. beautiful. He's on the table that Roman Reigns answers to. Ah, this is great shit. <sighs> beautiful story. Uh, and then finally, uh, we'll get into whatever people have added to these topics as well, but where, where will Okada sign... We're all certain he's going to AEW because he's got that connection. Then uh, some some uh, tabloid, I don't know what it is, in Japan came out and said he's going to NXT. I, uh, now, and the boys had a great one on this one. That's an episode that's out as well. You have cheap plugs all day long. Uh, <laughs> but it is for this channel. 
But the reality is, is we keep looking at it and it's like, as obvious as it is, AEW, yeah, AEW, yeah, AEW. He just, it's it's a nice, it's a good puzzle piece, right? It's the puzzle piece that fits, you know, it, 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 you know, that's the 500 fucking, you know, piece fucking, it's the beginner set. You know what I mean? Anybody can do this puzzle. It, it fits so easy, a monkey can make this decision. But what if he fucking throws a curveball? What if, say, he, NXT, if he goes, it's like an immediate, like, he has to be like Killer Cross. Show up, fucking destroy everybody for a while, and then fucking go to the main roster and hopefully have a giant push. And, Thunder. Exactly. And, and without, well, hopefully not that far. And without <laughs> Vince, hopefully it won't be that, that bad. I mean, again, I think Hunter and, and Sean can do him justice. Yeah. I just, I, I like that idea. I just do. I think he could be the bigger rumble pop. I mean, granted, he won't be in this rumble. His contract doesn't end until the end of the month. I don't mm. care what anybody says. I don't give a shit what kind of strings you can. It won't happen. This is Japanese, it's, baby. It's Understand not an Osprey deal. Shit. Exactly. This is not an Osprey <laughs> deal. Understand some shit, bro. Uh, this is like some. Uh, there's a lot of things out in Japan that are run by the Yakuza, and wrestling is one of them. So I'm not. I'm not breaking contract, not by a day, Playboy. Not by even, a day. Even The Rock's not fucking with them. No. And again, <laughs> he's untouchable. We've just said how untouchable he is, and he ain't going to do it. But it it's just the idea of it being that bigger name coming from Japan, getting the bigger pop than AJ Styles, being the bigger name than Shinsuke Nakamura, being the end-all, be-all. Again, that uh, the, uh, the this generation's version of Antonio Inoki. Having him show up in WWE, especially with all this new shit happening, it's fucking huge. And I think it could work out better. Not saying like him and AEW is bad. In no way am I saying that. Like, I have to emphasize that. But what if this is better? You know what I mean? It's not. It, and again, I, I love AEW. That's my company. That's the company I lean towards. I lean on the whole everything. And he fits like a glove. But sometimes I want to break that glove in and see how it looks in a different environment. And I kind of want to see that with Okada. I'm, I'm really... Uh, ten years ago, I probably would have been a lot more excited when we had Kenta's coming in and yeah. Finn Balor and Kevin Owens and everybody else. But it's a very different NXT now. It's not like yes. an underground secret society. It's like this yeah. actual third brand that they push. And it's a very different audience. But I also think nobody that really has come from Japan has gone on to be a mega star. I'm not including AJ Styles because he was a huge star before he yeah. went to Japan. I... But like Nakamura's been on the fence. Um, Kenta was great next T, but then did nothing. He got hurt, stayed hurt. Uh, Oh, really, the only one I can think of that's come from Japan, not necessarily New Japan, and been a huge success in WWE is Asuka. Os the ladies. Asuka, yeah. Io Shirai. Kairi Sane, even. Yeah. Even though her stint's I been wishy-washy. Yeah. Still better, still better than Shinsuke, but you, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and that's why I, I, I get so worried about that my that idea that I have. Him going and how the, I see the, the all the neg, you know, what I, mean? I see all the negative. Mm. I see how it could just go so bad. But I have to keep reminding myself. There's no Vince. 
Yeah. I have to keep reminding myself this is under Triple H. What would Triple H do? The guy that, you know, again, the guy that built that underground society of independent superstars that you either knew, loved or hated because you're a fucking indie fucker and then ended up loving anyway. I just, I, yeah. the, the, the NXT thing, it does rub me the wrong way. It does. But if that's your only way in, fuck it. Make it a dominant thing. Keep the coin drop. Keep the fucking confetti drop. And even though it's 300-something people at full sale, have this guy be the most over son of a bitch there's ever fucking been. Have him, have that, that, that crowd reaction literally translate into NXT's full sale. Do it like that. Make that crowd feel as Japanese as possible with Okada. Have them fucking, have them fucking dorks and fucking order a bunch of pizza. I'm sure uh, Shawn Michaels would do it. Order a bunch of pizza and fucking play it on the big fucking screen. A bunch of Okada matches and just say, listen to the crowd and how they react. And I want you guys to react like that when Okada wrestles. If yeah, that's can, the thing. It, if you, yeah, yeah I say, if you could do that, I think that would just be that extra cherry on top in NXT. That's the thing. Um, if they do bring Okada in, I don't want him to just like show up. Look, if you know him, you know him. If you don't, you don't. Because as it's been pointed out many, many times, WWE diehards do not give a shit about anything outside their bubble. They're not going to know who. Some of them will, but most of them are not going to have the first clue about who Okada is or how big he is. They're going to have to like showcase what he's done before, before they introduce him and be like, look, this is what's coming. They tried to do that with Kushida and it fumbled, but then again, Shakita, uh, Shakita, Kushida had zero charisma, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, again, as we've talked about before, either you knew Kushida or you didn't know Kushida, and I think this you might be right about this one with Okada. Either you're going to know him or you're not going to know him. He may have more charisma. It may be enough to get over, but you you got a good point. You'd have to showcase the living fuck out of this guy. Yeah. I mean, he does have a presence. Like, when he first showed up in AEW, the the atmosphere in the room just changed. But we knew who he was. Yep. I was just going to say, I was like, we watch it. Well, not not all of it. But the the idea of Japanese wrestling is not foreign to AEW fans, hardcore or non. No. Whereas WWE is that Japanese indie flippy shit. Because they literally just replay Okada or uh, Osprey and Ricochet in their head. <laughs> um, all right, so let's take a little quick look at what other people have said. Uh, so Cookie chimed in on the Netflix deal um, and breaking it down. So beginning January next year, Netflix will be exclusive, the uh, new exclusive home of Raw in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Latin America, um, among other territories, which they haven't announced yet with additional countries and regions to be added over time so it's gonna like take over eventually it it Um, will be worldwide and also netflix will become the home for all wwe shows and specials outside of the u.s uh inclusive of raw weekly shows smackdown and nxt and all the ple's including wrestlemania SummerSlam, Royal rumble and documentaries are coming too yeah so they literally are translating the WWE network over to Netflix outside the US. 
Hey, and, and, and again, we had, I think that was one of the options we talked about. That you're putting your whole network into somebody else's already made layout, doc, whatever the setup, and you're just fucking plugging and playing. That's why we kept saying Amazon would work beautifully. Just you could just right on in there. But Netflix is bigger. So hey. We have we talked about the five billion? Five billion. Five billion years. for ten years. Um, they can also cut the deal at five years or they can extend it for another ten years. Jesus fuck. <laughs> it's like the chase. It's either five years, ten years, or twenty years. Take your pick. I don't see this going in a bad way though. No, this this is a huge deal. This, um, this is better than the Saudi deal. Oh yeah, by far, by far. Can we cut the Saudi deal now? Just we don't need it anymore. We don't yeah, don't need right that here. blood money no more. Where's the rock at? He's fucking looking over your back. Well, according to my numbers, fuck <laughs> off, Dwayne. Oh man, now I'm turning to Vince then. Um. Well, we're going to get into the Royal Rumble later, a little bit later on, because uh, I also want to delve into that Punk and Cody segment, which I think was awesome, but that's for later on. Before we take a look at this week in wrestling history, let's get some promo action, because we've gone over 20 minutes, and we haven't had any matches yet, so let's go. This is uh, what some people don't like about wrestling shows. Where's the first match? I've been watching a promo for 20 minutes. Well, with us, all you get is promos, so here we go. Beer is in the main event, but he also wanted a piece of the Phoenix, and it's going to be TV rules, which means longest promo wins, but if you happen to go three minutes more than your opponent, you are disqualified. So you got to find that sweet spot and predict how long your opponent will go. Uh, the winner will also go on to Promo Mania 9 to challenge me or Teddy for the Knowledge Championship, so let's get to it. Beer versus the Phoenix. I believe this is the first time ever promo one-on-one. Proud and so glorious, standing before of us, of swords will shine bright in the sky. When united, we come to the land of the sun, with the heart of a dragon we ride. Everyone knows I'm a little bit behind on Max Wrestling. But I've also explained why I'm behind on Max Wrestling. And fairly recently I get the news that Jonathan Beer has challenged me to a match at Promo Rumble. And for those of you who don't know, there is a little bit of history between Mr. Beer and myself. You see, a couple of some odd years ago... I finally won the Max Wrestling Knowledge title for the first time. And about a day or two later, Mr. Beer starts getting in my face saying, Oh, I'm going to beat you. I challenge you. I'm going to beat you for it. I'm like, Okay, I'm a fighting champion. I said I'd see him at Promo Mania. And what happened? Nothing. He didn't even have the balls to show up. So... I'm supposed to be concerned. Why? I mean, come on, let, let look at it. Let's look at it. I've won the world title. I've won the promo title. I've won the knowledge title. I've won the TV title. I've won the predictions championship. I've won the 
the tag team championships. I've won everything. I've won all. I've won them all. I've won everything. And what's beer done? Huh? You know, besides sounding like Christian Cage in 2011. Oh, I deserve one more match. I want one more match. Give me one more match. And he's even started a pathetic little petition. And yet, even with said petition, you still failed. I mean, come on, dude. You're not even in Dragon Club. Seriously, what are you going to do, huh? You know, besides bitching and moaning, bitching and moaning, bitching and moaning, complaining and failing again. Be it just, just be honest, dude. I love you, but you stepped way out of your depths when you stepped to me. Back when you first initially challenged me, you knew I'd whoop you then, and I'll whoop you now. <clears throat> You're gonna respect me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Bye bye, bitch. <laughs>
the Dragon Club to fight your battles for you. This is why part of me does not respect you. You need to learn to fight by yourself. Because if you don't fight by yourself, lawyer, captain, and walker will kick your ass out. <laughs> and you know what? And I will be the last one laughing. You said, my friend, does the dragon run through my veins? The Welsh dragon runs through my veins more than you will never know, pal. The fact that you said you, you've brought up my past. I want to forget about my past. I've been through the worst year of my life. I fought through pain. I fought through depression. I fought through anxiety. And it's made me a better person. I wanted in the Dragon Club because I know that our brothers in arms, people who watch my back, and you were the little fool that didn't want me in. And it made this dragon realize I don't need the Dragon Club to reach my ultimate destiny. I don't need nobody and I mean nobody to reach my goal of becoming the knowledge champion again. You complained that I took your knowledge championship from you, but my reign did not last very long. And you know, as well as I do, I would have given you your shot if I would have won the championship. And I'm not going to talk about my accolades, my failures. Yes, I'll admit I failed, but I'm mad enough to admit that when a man fails, they don't stay on the ground for too long. They get their asses up and they fight. They get to the top by hard work, determination, and grit. You, my friend, are not at that level. You're not on my level. And believe you me, the only way that I know is coming, and I can predict this now, that you, sir, will be booted out of the Dragon Club, and you're going to be dropped like a sack of potatoes on the fucking floor. And what are you gonna do? You can't have no one fighting your battles for you. You will have to fight by yourself like I fought on my own. You're looking at the man that will become world champion one day. You're looking at the man that's gonna win every single championship that's known to man. And I am waiting anxiously for your reply or are you gonna chicken out of that too? What's, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get Captain to do this for you? You're gonna get Chad to do this for you? You're gonna get Travis? You're gonna get DC? I don't give a crap who you pick because I know the result now.
you're gonna walk away, run away and run for your life. Because this dragon is rising. You say that the phoenix rises from the ashes? Well, your phoenix is getting burnt alive. And let me allow one thing. My goal for 2024, I will become the world champion. I will become the television champion. I will become the knowledge champion. And I don't care. I'll win the tag team titles and I'll do it on my own. I will become my own tag partner and I'll be called Bia All the Belts. I'm the ratings dog and you are just a stepping stone. You need to remember this, Phoenix. You need to remember. I got locking out of Max Wrestling for good. You will never, ever see him in Max again. So now, I'm the dragon to deal with. And you, sir, game over. Put that in your pipe and you smoke it, bitch. What to do and welcome into another edition of this week in wrestling history. And as we all know, uh, the Royal Rumble, I was about to call it something. The Royal Rumble is all but a couple of days away coming up this Saturday. So what I figured I would do is I was going to give you the last 20 winners from the last 20 years. Let's start it off with the Rumble from 2004. Chris Benoit wins it right there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In 05, it's Batista. Then in 06, it's Rey Mysterio. 07, it's The Undertaker. The return of John Cena happened in Madison Square Garden in 2008, and he won that Rumble. That following year, Detroit, Michigan, 2009, Randy Orton. 2010, the rated R superstar, Edge. In 2011, it's the guy that we kind of really don't like anymore, Alberto Del Rio. Not that other guy. 2012. Sheamus, which still throws me for a curveball, but hey. 2013, Juan Cena again. In 2014, Batista again. In 2015, it was Roman Reigns. That following year, in 2016, it was the man that is now running the show, Triple H. 2017, Randall Keith Orton, as we like to call him. I want to say that it was the second as well. And then 2018 started the inaugural Women's Royal Rumble. And the first winner of that one was Asuka. And it was a double up from the Japanese uh, the Japanese intake, if you will. The Japanese exchange. Let's go with that. I'm going to probably get some hate or some love for that one. Shinsuke pulls off that one. And we all know how that WrestleMania ended. <sighs> Could have been better. 2019, it's the now cup-married couple. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. 2020 was the year of many questions, but for sure it was the year of dominance for Drew McIntyre and another year of dominance, questionable, be it may, by Charlotte Flair. 2021, Bianca Belair and the returning Edge. 2022, we had the 
the then known as the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey, and the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. And then we cannot forget about last year, Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley. And you know what? That story has yet to be finished. And who knows? Maybe he can follow in the suit with guys like Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin winning back-to-back Royal Rumbles. Who knows? We'll see it on Saturday. All right. Let's get another title match happening right here, right now. Let's get into the books. The captain is currently captain three belts. But can he survive the glitch in the system? The captain is about to defend the knowledge champion against... Ted P. De Niro for the first time since last summer. I hope y'all are ready. It's three stages of knowledge. Squeaky bum time. Oh, well, trust me. We said that when I was talking to him, and we'll get into <laughs> it. So, in order to keep it all fair, what I did is I gave you guys your own bell to bell, but you have the same name in the card and the same five questions with a tiebreaker at the end. That's so it's going to be six, just as a, as a precaution. So, what to do, everybody, and welcome in. Yes, it is time for the Knowledge Championship oh to be on the line, as they say. My oh man, my Ted P. De Niro. It's El Jefe. It's El Jefe. Yes, sir. It's the boss man, as they call this, and it is Ted P. De Niro, the, the big-time knowledge challenger, if you will. Three stages of knowledge as we go here. Uh, Ted P. has been just on an absolute tear in the, in the world of, of, of trivia as he's known, as I know, as, as Daz, as has been, he's, as we say in the land of football, it's it's uh, squeaky bum, squeaky bum time, especially when Ted P's on the line, and uh, yeah, because you know I'm I know everything. This is true. We we there is a saying in the TSK, and it is Teddy is always right, and, and yet and and honestly, I don't think we've ever been able to say that he's not. So, and oh, except for that one time with uh, Ricky starts going over, and there it is. There it is. The the man even admits. The man even admits. This is beautiful. All right, Ted. So just a quick one. I obviously had given you the instructions and the rules and all that prior, but the people don't know. And so lovely refreshers for the folks. Three stages of knowledge is three different rounds. The first one we're going to start with is bell to bell. I'm going to give you two matches by a lovely superstar that I'll name here in a second. And you're going to have to tell me which one went longer. The next one we're going to do is called name the card. I'm going to give you match by match breakdown of this card. You'd have to give me, unfortunately, both the name of it end the year in order to get that point and then at the end it's five Please. questions one point per and just because out of all fairness dads will be getting similar questions the only thing will be different out of that is built a bill and because of that i have a backup question heaven forbid everybody goes correct all the way through so ted p bell to bell is your one to go are you ready i am Red so we, we, you and I, prior to this thing hitting the record button, we're just talking about the man they call Okada. So I've got two Okada matches for you, and not just two Okada matches, but two Okada Naito matches. So we've got Okada oh. Naito Wrestle Kingdom 12 and Okada Naito the G1 Climax 33, the one that happened just this past year. Which one went longer? Climax. Your answer is G1 Climax. Looking at the times, a six second, I'm sorry, an eight second margarine. Ted P gets the point. 34 26 for the G1 Climax, 34 18 for the Wrestle Kingdom match. Beautifully done. Now, let's get to my favorite one. 
name the card. And this one, ladies and gentlemen, is a little on the hard side. But, again, we're talking about Ted Peter Nero here. And if anybody can do it, it's Teddy. So this is going to be a good one. Let's jump in to the fun. So, start off with the first match. And this one might just throw a whole lot of people for a loop. Yuji Nagata versus Ultimo Dragon. Oh. Okay. I, I can I keep it. going, and you can just guess as I'm keep going. Just say pass. Pass. All right. Next one. We had Chris Jericho versus Gato. Oh. This, this, is, this is in the 80s. This is definitely in the 80s. Keep going. Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh, my God. Eddie Guerrero or Tiger Mask? Eddie Guerrero. Oh, oh okay. So this is looking like a WCW pay-per-view. That's what this is looking like. This next one is definitely a big help. Alex Wright versus Steve Mongo McMichael. All right. Uh, this is 90s. Six, and I believe this is a ball ball. Do you want to keep that, or do you want me to keep going? You can keep going, because I'm going to check right now. Okay. Jacqueline versus the Disco Inferno. Oh, no, nah, this is not in the 96. This is, oh, no, this is 90, 99 or 2000. Wow. This one might help you out a bit. Kurt Henning versus Ric Flair. Yeah, that does help out. That's this weird when Kurt Henning passed away, unfortunately. So we're in a 99. Okay. You said Alex Wright versus who? Steve Mongo McMichael. This is crazy. I'm trying to think what, when, when was this match? We've got three more, and I'll even be able to give you the stipulations for this one. Lex Luger versus Scott Steiner with Larry Zabisco as the special guest referee. Ooh, I know this. I just don't know the card. I'm like, wait, give me a second. I don't know it. I've got two more. The next one, Randy Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page. In a sudden death match. All right. I know I said four for four, but I'm going World War Three, ninety-seven. Final answer, or do you want me to tell you the main Final event? Final answer. Final answer. Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety-seven. No! Halloween Havoc, no. The main event for that one was Roddy Piper versus Hollywood Hogan in a steel cage match. I knew I knew it was ninety seven. I just oh man, I knew it was ninety seven because Kurt Hennig was still living. This is why this is one of my again, this is why I tell everybody this is my favorite round. Now, I've got five questions for you. Okay? You get all a point apiece, and then again we will give you a sudden death at the end. So let's start it out with an easy one. Softball, if you will. Who was the manager of Vader in 1996? Oh, 
Vader. Yes, sir. Manager in ninety and ninety six. Who was his manager in ninety six? Wait, does WCW? Ninety six. He was WWF. WWF. Yeah. I'm I'm in between Cyrus the Virus and Jim Cornette. I'm gonna go Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is correct. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Another. This should be another easy one. This is a good one. I like these. I like doing these easy ones. Right. What WWF superstar debuted the original AEW World Heavyweight Championship? The man who debuted the title when AEW oh, was formed. Bret Hart. That a boy. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, you got wait, it. Okay. It was Bret Hart. Was, wait a minute, because I was like, you know, Animal, Animal was out there too. Yeah. So Bret Hart took it out of the bag. Bret Hart is the answer we were looking for. We'll give you that one. Let's go with another one. This one might not be as easily on top of the knowledge, but for some of them, they're going to be clamoring at this one. Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit had a blood feud over this manager. Woman. Nancy Benoit. I don't know her last name. Nope. You're, woman. you're 100% on that one. So we got, so far we've got Three for three, and here we go. Two more. Under the WWF banner, who was the second light heavyweight champion? I believe Taco was the first. Okay. Um, because I believe it was Taco Michinoku, but I think he was the first one. But I'm trying to see who defeated him for that title. It was somebody in Kayentai. It was somebody in Kayentai, I believe. Uh. Spitfire name out there for me. Spitfire name. Uh. Christian. Let's just go with Christian. Believe it or not, the greatest stepdad in the world was the WWF's oh second my light heavyweight champion. Get out of here. And lastly, this is another one. We're living in WCW land, ladies and gentlemen. Who was the oh, last wow. WCW television champion? Oh, the last television champion? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, WCW Television. Oh wow! You know what? We're we're gonna give it a shot in the dark again. Okay. So what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna do a flip. I'm gonna go Scott Norton or Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm gonna flip the coin right now. Heads, heads. Hacksaw. Tails. Scott Norton. I love it. Heads. That was Hacksaw? Hacksaw. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson was the last television Arn Anderson was the last WCW television Get champion. Here. He was. Wow. Get out of here. Are you sure he was the last television? The last television champion. Yes, sir. The last WCW, NWA television champion. Wait. 
WCW, NWA. Yeah. I thought, okay, I'll just take that. I, I can't even get upset about it. Uh, let's jump into it. I asked you to pick a wrestler for me. You gave me three guys for you. You get CM Punk. So we start this off with Bill to Bill. Not my favorite, but somebody's favorite. It's a classic. CM Punk versus MJF Revolution 2022. Or CM Punk versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW Championship. Double or nothing, 2022. Oh, MJF has to go longer. Was That that was a dark color match, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and then he buckled his knee against Hangman, so it must have been against MJF was the longest. Hangman versus Punk. 2540. Damn. Hangman versus MJF dog collar match. 2648. Close one, but you got like it. Like I said, squeaky bum. Squeaky bum. <laughs> you want to know squeaky bum? So Teddy's was two Okada Naito matches with a eight second difference. Ooh. That was squeaky bum. He got that one right. Let's go on to name the card and this. Is going to be fun. This right here is my favorite category. I know it's Phoenix's least favorite. Oh, I love this one. This <laughs> is my favorite. All right. So this entire one, it's going to throw you for loops. And I hope you're ready for it. But just like I told him, as you know, you got to go all the way. I'll go all the way through the card. Hold on to it. Don't give me your final answer until you're 1,000% short. Started off with the first one. Yuji Nagata against... Ultimo Dragon. Maybe this one will help. Chris Jericho versus Gato. Classic. Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. If this one doesn't shine some light, I don't know what will. Alex Wright against Steve Mongo McMichael. Roughly got the year. Jacqueline versus Disco Inferno. <laughs> this is one everybody kind of likes. Kurt Henning versus Ric Flair. And then just like him in the last three, I will give you the not only the, the, uh, the competitors in the match, but I will give you the match stipulation. So this one, Lex Luger versus Scott Hall. With special guest referee Larry Zabisco. Second to last match, we got Randy Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page in a sudden death match. Finally, and Teddy P jumped the gun on this one <laughs> Roddy Roddy Piper versus Hollywood Hogan in a steel cage. All right, so it's WCW. Uh, Right on that part. Jacqueline was back in David and Jericho was in David. So it's got to be 98. Now we just got to pick a random pay per view. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm leaning more towards earlier in the year if Jericho's on the show because obviously he was finishing up towards 99. Um, 
Let's go with sold out. WCW is correct. Halloween Havoc, 1997. This was during the time where the New Japan invasion was huge. Sonny Ono was bringing in everybody and they mama. So that's why you saw Gato. That's why you saw uh, the other dude, uh, Yuji Nagata. So it was good stuff. Five questions, couple of softballs, a couple of curveballs. Hope you're ready. First one should be easy. Who was the manager of Vader all the way back in 1996? Ah, shit. Um... And yes, this was WWF 96. Why do I want to say Mr. Fuji? Because Mr. Fuji used to manage everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck and it, Mr. Everybody. Fuji. Oh, I love Mr. Fuji. Jim Cornette. Of course it was. Shit. Jim Cornette. Now, this one and the wording may throw you off a little bit, so do listen carefully. What WWF superstar debuted the original AEW World Heavyweight Championship? Like introduced the belt? Yes. So Bret, uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart, yes, you are correct. Yeah, he held it upside down. He did hold it upside down, yes. <laughs> Teddy did not point that out. You did at a point. All right, next one here. Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit had a feud over this manager. Woman, a.k.a. Nancy. Nancy Benoit, woman is correct. The, the man that wrote his own uh, breakup, own divorce, if you will. <laughs> so this is, a, this, is a, this is a crazy one. This is a little bit of a tough one. I need you to really think because this is where the things get tough. Under the WWF banner. Who was not the first, but the second light heavyweight champion? Oh, I know the first. <laughs> Everybody knows the first. Uh, was it Takamichinoku? Takamichinoku was the first. Oh, I was thought it was Perro. Perro Grail was the first, like, New oh, Japan. Yeah. It was, I'm talking about under the WWF banner. Do you want to give it another stab? You can give it another stab. Ah, uh, who did I'll tell you this. It's not somebody you've ever thought of before. The amount of times I've looked at this lineage, too. Because it, it it wasn't around for very long. No, it was not. Um, no, it was way too soon for S.A. Rios. Way too soon for Jeff. Uh, who else was a light heavyweight champion? Again, it's somebody you're never going to think of. Think in that realm if you can. I'm trying to picture who, which action figure I had the uh, light heavyweight title with when I was a kid. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> to be honest, I think I had it with Takamichi Noku. Okay. Damn it, Taka. Um, <sighs> shit. Let's go. 
I think it may have been too soon for him too, but X-Pac. It was too soon for X-Pac. The second light heavyweight champion under the WWF banner is none other than the greatest stepdad to ever live, Christian. Oh, yeah. Forgot he was light heavyweight champion. So did I. So did I. Don't feel <laughs> bad. Uh, Teddy actually got that one somehow, some way, surprisingly. So this is going to be one of he these questions. He is a dark horse. He is a dark horse. This is going to be one of these questions where I just, I need, again, got to have you listen to the wordage of the question. Teddy P got this wrong because he did not listen to the wordage. Who was the last NWA WCW television champion? Oh, television. Um, I got three options, but I think it was too soon for Steve Austin. So I want to either say Vader or Roddy Piper. For some reason, Vader's ringing a bell. Um, but let's go Vader. Vader as TV champ is not the answer. However, it is the man... Behind me in one of these pictures Known as the Enforcer Arn Anderson See I also had Tully Blanchard in the back of my head too So I was close You were close So that means you get three And unfortunately Captain Three Belts is no more Well Mackie you know what got five So you're I new. didn't expect to uh, hold the knowledge title for very long So Teddy congratulations you fucking earned it you fucking earned it. Evil laugh at the end of his whole thing. He was very worried that you were going to either tie with him, <laughs> and he's already looking towards the big belt. So we got Ted P. De Niro, the new knowledge champion. Congrats to him. Uh, again, it's it's as I've been there before, it ain't easy holding multiple belts. Not here. Not here in Max Wrestling. The, uh, the knowledge title certainly is not easy to hold anymore either. Gone are the days so many- of Mike Larkin's two-year reigns. Oh, yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Try that nowadays, bro. I hate to break it to you. We probably have the strongest knowledge division we've had probably ever. Yeah. And I knew, like, from the tag team tournament, Teddy was going to be a threat. So I uh, came into this completely expecting to probably lose it. So no hard feelings. Hey, squeaky bum it is, baby. Yeah, I had squeaky bum all the way through. <laughs> hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atu. This is the voice of Killer Cross. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. Hey, this is AJ Kirsch, one half of the MLW commentary team. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hi, this is Rain Cruz. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. It's time to take it to the max. Take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. We're about to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. To the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Welcome to the madhouse. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. This is your captain. He is El Jefe. Make sure you are liking and subscribed on YouTube. Follow us everywhere. And for all the information you need, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com.
right. Somebody gets it right. Before we continue down in the promo action, let's, let's recap this past week in in wrestling as we're obviously skipping over WWE because we're going to be predicting the Royal Rumble coming up this Saturday. But let's kick it off with the total impact. TNA, baby. Let's kick it off. Three, two, uno. All right then, first total impact of the TNA era. We kicked off the first new TNA impact with an X Division six-way as Jake Something defeated Mike Bailey, Kushida, El Ijo, Dead Vikingo, Trey Miguel and Laredo Kid hitting the void on Laredo Kid. Backstage, Gia Miller speaks to Will Ospreay ahead of his rematch with Josh Alexander as Ospreay urges Josh to step up tonight. Also backstage, Gail Kim gets in Giselle Shaw's face and says she doesn't need the chantourage. But of course, Giselle Shaw shows disrespect to the TNA icon. Zaya Brookside defeated Tasha Steeles with a Brooksy bomb. And following his confrontation with AJ Francis at Hard to Kill, it seems Joe Hendry has got some revenge by taking out DJ Bookie after stealing his laptop. Grizzled Young Vets defeated Eric Young and Kazarian after miscommunication between the TNA veterans left Young open for Grit Your Teeth as Drake picks up the win for his team and after the match a frustrated Kazarian attacked EY. The system celebrated Moose's world title win as they go out to dinner and Nick Nemeth cuts his first TNA promo and makes it very clear he wants the world championship but will start at the bottom. He's interrupted by Steve Macklin, who runs down Nemeth's intentions before knocking the mic out of Nemeth's hand, receiving a slap and a danger zone in return. That, of course, is a new name for the zigzag. Backstage, as Gia congratulates three-time Knockouts champion Jordan Grace, Trinity interrupted and says she wants her rematch next week, which I believe is Trinity's last match. We'll see. PCO defeated Jay Vidal with a choke slam and a PCO salt in what you can surely imagine was a short match. Backstage, we hear from the Motor City Machine Guns and Kazuchika Okada discuss their six-man tag against the system next week. It's also confirmed that we'll see Grace and Trinity in the rematch for the title next week, plus Nick Nemeth versus Zachary Wentz. And in the main event, Josh Alexander gets one back as he defeated Will Ospreay with a C4 spike. After the match, Scott Demore congratulates both of them for a hell of a match and hyped up the return of TNA. And that's all for me on the recaps this week. Now over to Moses for the Rampage Report. Alright, alright, alright. Let's get ready to get into that reporting. It's the Rampage Report. That didn't work as well as I wanted to. We'll keep working on it. Chris Jericho defeated the third eye guy, the brown eye guy, Matt Seidel, with the Judas effect. But after the match, Don Callis runs away from the commentary area as Jericho is attacked by Takeshita. Pento El Zero Merdo. That's right, motherfuckers. Defeats Anthony Henry with the fear factor to pick up a quick victory. Backstage, uh, in utter chaos with Ruby Soho and Saray as Ruby confronts Harley Cameron over kissing Angelo last week. She stole her man. 
Harley says, and Anna J put her up to it. So now that she's got beef with Anna J, the beef continues and goes all around the women's part of the locker room over one man. Daddy Dimes. Chris Statlander defeats Queen Anamita, and later on backstage, we get a, a, a little bit of a tease with Chris Statlander possibly, possibly joining sides with Stokely Hathaway until Willow Nightingale showed up and accused Stokely of sabotaging her travel plans. He is trying to break them apart. It may not work. It may work. We may get a we may get a heel Chris Statlander. We may get a heel Chris Statlander. I'm all for it. Into the main event. In a dream match for some. Darby Allen defeats Jeff Hardy, countering the twist of fate with a roll-up. Decent rampage. Now, let's keep this whole thing rocking, I should say, with the collision course. Change up them graphics, bruv. a lot better. All right, <laughs> let's jump into the collision course. John Moxley defeats Shane Taylor with a bulldog choke after the match. A very, very fired up Moxley says he's hungry and he's not taking any crap from anyone and everyone better keep the hell up. In his weekly open challenge, the Cope Open, the Cope Open, Cope Open, the, the Cope Open. The Cope Oakland sounds like a, like a bad, bad, like a bad last name. Anyway, Adam Copeland defeated Dante Martin with the grindhouse of fucking, it's a goddamn crossface. After the match, Skiavone uh, interviews Copeland, who says these matches are getting harder and harder each week, and he will eventually get to Christian Cage. At least his man's working his way up. Backstage, Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli address Eddie Kingston ahead of their tag match later on in the night. Castagnoli says that Ortiz is is there is a casualty tonight by him being there next to Eddie. He is collateral damage. We get backstage action, top flight, and action. Uh, Andrade are arguing with Private Party about their last their uh, their match last week until Darius Martin asks for a rematch, and Private Party accepts. And another unfortunate loss for Queen Anamita at the hands of this time of Thunder Rosa, who picked up the win with the Tijuana Bomb. Backstage, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz make it short and sweet as Eddie doesn't want to cut a promo, and Ortiz says that they will do their talking in the ring. Which is, you know, we, we talk with our fists, is how they say in New York. We talk with our fists. So the Bang Bang Scissor Gang is officially ununited. After another offer from the acclaimed and daddy asked to be to join the Bullet Club Gold, and we got what it is. It's the Bang Bang Sister Gang. Bang. Sister. Blah, blah, blah. Good shit. Danny Garcia finally gets back to pushing DG. Danny Garcia picks up a win against Buddy Matthews, of all people. Another guy I think should be getting some dubs around here somewhere. Picks it up with a roll-up, promoting a massive brawl after the match with FTR and House of Black. Backstage, Dax Hardwoods makes a challenge for the six-man elimination tag next week. Roderick Straw defeats the brown-eye man, Matt Seidel, with the end of heartache, and that mustache is getting better by the week. In the main event, Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli defeat the team of Eddie Kingston and Ortiz as Danielson hits Ortiz with the Busaka knee. Danielson tells Kingston he is not holding on to the Triple Crown title for much longer as he spits on him to close the show. That disrespectful bastard. 
You know who's not a disrespectful bastard? Beer. It's time for him to go down that NXT round. Yo, it's Beer back with his NXT round for NXT for the 24th of January, 2024. Now, firstly, I want to issue two apologies. One, there was a mistake I made on last week's review. Uh, Cameron Petrus was, in fact, eliminated from the Battle Royal by the legendary Ariana Grace. And also, Carmel Hayes and Chuck Williams against the LWO is next week, not tonight. Anyway, to kick off NXT, we had the Wolf Dogs against Nathan Fraser and Axiom with a with a very, very good tag team match with the Wolf Dogs winning and advanced to face either the LWO or Trek Mello. So that was an error by me. So they will face the, the winners of the match next week at Vengeance Day. Ilya Dragunov finally showing on television again. He had an interaction with Josh Briggs backstage and leads to Truck Williams stepping in, challenging Briggs in the main event. Ren Sinclair has her singles competitive debut match with Last Legend, with Last Legend picking up the win. Before Metaphor nearly attacked the young upcoming rising star Ren Sinclair, Fallon Henley jumps to her defense. Ava Rain is shown leaving Shawn Michaels' office and is confirmed as the new general manager of NXT, the youngest general manager in history. I am looking forward to this and I'm a big fan of this. The Rock's daughter is a big time player. And for me, the moment of the night was William Regal finally returning on television. It is great to see William Regal back. For me, I got a feeling by the end of this year, William Regal will be the general manager of Friday Night Smackdown. Joe Gacy and Dominic Dijakovic's match did not begin as they both destroyed each other on the rampway on the way to the ring. It leads to... Uh, Gacy taking so much punishment and ended up with Dominic Dijakovic choke slamming Gacy through the announce table. I still call him Dominic Dijakovic, but it's what it is. Jaden Parker and Out of the Mud destroy the family's restaurant. Now it leads to confirmation of Vengeance Day that an intergender six person tag is confirmed between Tony D'Angelo, Channing Stax Renzo, and Adriana Rizzo against Bronco, Lucian, and the dangerous Jada Parker. Lexus King defeats Trey Bearhill and tries to hit on Thea Hale at the end. I mean, can you blame him? I mean, I don't. Supernova Sessions with Lola Vice. Lola explained why she turned on Electra. Leads to a brawl between Lola and Electra. Match is confirmed for next week. So that is a match I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I got a feeling that this could be Electra Lopez's farewell. Um, I got a feeling I think she'll be moving up to SmackDown Live and will now... Join up for me with Santos Escobar and Angel and Humberto to literally recreate Legado del Fantasma. Now, Chase U have sadly gone bust. Bailiffs have shown taking everything away from Andre Chase's uh, classroom. And when he finally says class dismissed for the final time, even Big Duke Hudson's MVP trophy was taken from him. Dragon Lee defeats Scripps. Leads to a brawl between the family and OTM outside of the ring. Obafemi confirms that the match with Dragon Lee is on at Vengeance Day. And I cannot wait for that match. Strength against speed. High flyer against power. I'm looking forward to that match a lot. Blair Davenport defeats Carmen Petrovich. 
the weird duo of Tatum, Paxley, and Lyra Valkyria again. Tatum apparently sent Lyra Valkyria 100 emails and 100 text messages. Is this a sign that Tatum's heel turn is possibly on the way? Ilya Dragunov on commentary for the main event between Trick Williams and Josh Briggs. Next week is a match has been confirmed between um, Ridge Holland and all of Gallus. Yeah, I think that bloke's got a bit of a death wish. So Trick wins the main event. It's a very good match, to be fair. Josh Briggs, very impressed with this young man. And there's a match next week, which I'm personally looking forward to. It is Noam Dar defending the Heritage Cup against Von Wagner. I am looking forward to that. And finally, to close the show, Lyra Valkyrie and Roxanne Perez have a lovely war of words. This match is going to be, for me, a banger. Give them 20 minutes. Give them the main event for me. Because this match is going to be a classic. But it's likely to be Trick and um, Ilya Dragunov. But I would put the women to main event the show. But who am I kidding? Tame Paxley ended the show by putting Roxanne Perez through the table to close the show. For me, solid episode. Out of five, I give it a three out of five. Um, but I am looking forward to the go-home show next week at before Vengeance Day. And anyway, this is your NXT round. Thank you very much. And I'll see you next week. All right, so let's get into this week in Dynamite. Last night in Dynamite, um, it was not as good as last week. Let's just go with that. Not as good as last week. But however, Samoa Joe is as good any week as ever. Samoa Joe comes out ready to observe his next challenger to earn their spot. But he is interrupted by Hook, who shows up. Uh, shows Joe respect, says he will have another shot someday. Joe has security, uh, security escort Hook out, and Hook decides to just beat the dog piss out of him until the real security guys show up. And then they were like, hey, man, you can't beat us up. And he's like, you know what? I want to beat you up. And so he leaves. But Hook just getting some giant rubbage right now. It, it, it needs to be in the form now of a, of a real bill, whether it be TNT or fucking international. Let's give yeah. let's give fucking hook the real push, man. Hangman versus Penta, uh, as Joe watches from commentary. Very very good. Hangman works very well with Lucha guys. Uh, I, I but however I am in the minority. If there is one, Penta needs a fucking singles belt already because every time I turn around, Phoenix is hurt and I'm tired of it. I need Penta to get some love. You know what I'm saying? Penta needs some love. Backstage, Renee interviews Orange Cassidy, who accepts Roderick Strong's challenges for uh, for uh, Revolution, and it announces that he was going to set up a match on Rampage, but I, or, or on Collision or whatever. And he's like, "But I guess we'll wait all the way until fucking March because you're a jackass." So, fucking playing Roddy like a fiddle. The greatest segment that happened in all of wrestling this week: the Young Bucks arrive and just literally run down Top Flight for arriving late, even though they quite literally just walked into the door. They're the fucking best. He's like, hey, man, uh, can you can can you address us by our passport names, Nicholas and Matthew? And I'm just like, I'm. this is just the best. This is just the best. Wardlow, finally looking good, delivers a super delayed all-ass ride powerbomb to Trent, picking up a victory. After the match, he proceeds to powerbomb Trent again, but Orange and the best friends hit the ringside, Rocky Romero, uh, as they make the save. Uh, Undisputed Kingdom talk Wardlow down. They head to the back. 
big things coming from Wardlow. I will admit, I don't give a shit. Hopefully, they can make me give a shit. But right now, I still don't give a shit. Poor Trent. He must have been a hell of a wedgie. I mean, I kept saying myself. <laughs> I was like, he got all the ass crack. All the ass crack. In the best sit-down interview we've had in any promotion in the last 20 fucking years, and I'm going to go that far... The last one that was this good was fucking The Rock and Stone Cold. Okay, let's just go with that. Stoney, Tony Storm and Deanna Prazo uh, get personal before Tony tells Deanna to blow uh, to blow off her, her, her tattoo. As she says, said it hilariously, her tattoo off her bum hole. They, uh, they throw, she throws, they throw shoes at each other. Deanna stands tall after this fucking brawl. Um, Luther just stands there all, don't you hold that. No, I love Luther for that. It was just the greatest, like, facial expressions ever. And the point that I'm skipping over that I shouldn't be is the excellent camera work of how yeah. fucking Tony Storm and, and, and her peeps are in black and white and the other half is in color. And Renee is just slightly in the color side. <laughs> I, I love this. I love this. This is beautiful camera work. Great job production. Oh, God. Jeff Hardy. Brother man, I don't know. I feel like he's on something. I don't know what. Maybe he had an edible. Maybe he's hanging out with Tony Khan in the back. I don't know. I just felt like he was a little loosey-goosey. Not in a good way. But uh, finally gets an appearance on Dynamite. Loses to Swerve Strickland, even though it was a relatively good match, believe it or not. Swerve is then interrupted by Hangman uh, doing a backstage interview as they argue. Renee informs them that they will choose each other's opponent next week. Their love, their little argument back and forth. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't lose this year. Or I didn't lose this year. Like, well, this year just happened. Fucking Hangman is the best, but swerve top you, brother, man. I hate to break it to you. Swerve top you. Thunder Rosa versus Red Velvet. Tijuana Bomb for the win. Red Velvet is Red Velvet. She's I, she's not growing on me, but she's growing on somebody. Not me, though. Rosa looks good. In the ring. Yeah, she's getting better, though. Darby Allen hypes up his run with Sting, challenges Billy, Big Billy. I'm going to call him Big Billy. I had to do it. And Ricky Starks for the tag titles. Uh, later on the trial, the challenge, the champions, I should say, accept. And maybe, just maybe, this means maybe fucking Sting goes into revolution as half a tag team champion. I think that'd be great. But let's make it happen, TK. In a trios match involving the guns planting Prince Nana through a table in beautiful fashion, mind you. The acclaimed and daddy ass retained the trio's titles against the mogul embassy with the bang bang scissor gang, the other half of the bang bang scissor gang hanging up on the top and the new bang in the ah, I just love it. It's all the greatest thing ever. Uh, I, I love how the guns went from like being absolutely hated to now they're kind of loved for no good dad, God, good goddamn reason. So it's good stuff. Good stuff all around. In the main event, we got the Cope Oakland, Adam Copeland versus Minero Suzuki in a match you never ever thought you would see. Uh, he wins with his kill switch, thank God, because I was like, there's no way he's going to fucking tap out Suzuki. It's not going to happen. Uh, Suzuki refuses to shake Copeland's hand after the match. The rated R superstar remains, uh, or reminds, I should say, Christian Cage that he is coming for him. I will admit, this is not this was not the most entertaining Minero Suzuki match I've seen. This was definitely a, a, an Adam Copeland, WWE kind of slow me down kind of a match. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But... He's doing something. So I can't be yeah. too bad. Um, obviously, they're building him back towards Christian Cage. I love how Suzuki went from murder grandpa to just angry grandpa. Just angry ah. grandpa. Ah, get out of my face. <laughs> I don't care who you won. You my youngin'. 
All, all, he, all he needed was a stick to wave at Adam Copeland. And he would. Well, that, the crazy part is, is this angry grandpa would just fucking wail that motherfucker with it. So <laughs> best to keep a stick out of his hand. But no, that was dynamite. But we still got Royal Rumble predictions coming up. But we still have two belts left to be decided. The Phoenix nominated Travis, the, the Walker Anderson. Get used to it, bud. Travis Walker Anderson to prove his loyalty to Dragon Club and give the captain a fair fight with the captain's television championship on the line. Once again, it is TV rules for the TV title. Can the captain make it the promo mania a full year as TV champ or is travel about to derail the, the whole train on day 300? Yeah, safe to say I'm a little more attached to this title than I was to another title. So let's see how it goes. Squeaky pup. Travis the Wolf. <laughs> I almost said it. But you're not the Walker anymore. Travis Anderson. It all comes down to this. You are the deciding factor on whether I reach one full year as TV champion and surrender the title on our biggest stage. Or my reign comes to an end here on 300 days. I wish we were doing this under more hostile conditions because although we've shared the screen many times over the world championship and you were the one that stole the world championship from me almost a year and a half ago, we've never gone head to head under TV rules, the most basic form of promo combat. Two guys with microphones and no crutch to lean on. Under these conditions, this is a dream match, and a year ago it would have been a titanic battle. But now, there's no animosity. You're part of Dragon Club now. You are a Browdy V. That's Welsh for brother to me. And I mean that because you've been there for me so many times. And I've been there for you in your most doubtful moments. See, as much as we've been enemies, I think the mutual respect has always been there. I recently talked about how Swerve Strickland is the Joker to Hangman Adam Page's Batman. And in many ways, I see parallels with us. We keep going head to head, then going our separate ways just to come back again. But I don't consider you the Joker to my Batman. Because we were enemies. That became allies. I consider you the Superman to my Batman. So tell me, do you bleed? I know you bleed because you have bled all over this podcast for five years. You are almost the John Moxley of Max Wrestling. But do you bleed the blood of Owen Glendor? You see, unlike Mox, you don't get to just waltz in and take another championship. See, this was supposed to be a test for you. 
Phoenix wanted to know if you could be trusted in a fair fight after our history. But this is, this is also a test for me. Somehow, some way, I have beaten some of the best to retain this TV championship for almost a year. And if we're being honest, Trav, TV rules was built for someone like you. You are the ultimate one-shot, straight promo, shoot promo type of guys in Max Wrestling. You've been doing these types of promos for years, even under the mask, even as the walker. So this is my final test. Either we prove here and now that I'm as good as Travis Anderson, or I couldn't beat the final boss. The way to win TV rules is to predict how long your opponent will go. Now I know you have an affinity for long promos and telling stories, so I could have taken the easy way out. Cut a 30 second promo and let you go way over three minutes more than me and get yourself disqualified. But that wouldn't have proven a damn thing to you or me. So instead, I'm going to talk about your history. See, I remember you coming in like yesterday. In 2019, that mask was a showstopper. I instantly saw money when I saw that mask when you first appeared. And if that wasn't impressive enough, you went straight for the... Hm. You know what? This name has not passed my lips in four years. Not even in private. Not even as a word. But if this is my proving ground as TV champion, then I'm going to fucking say it. You went straight for the butcher. The meanest, nastiest son of a bitch that has ever been on Max Wrestling. So much so that we kicked him to the curb. You went straight for him, literally begging for a match. You beat Moses Marquez in King of the Mike, infamously leaving him with only 9% of the vote. Then, you and Phoenix took away Mike Larkin's two championships on the same night. And so began the controversy. Because people seem to get butt hurt when Travis Anderson wins a championship. Just like when you were revealed as Alexander Rowan, the hacker. They went nuts. Newsflash, people, he didn't even win the match. Damn your tits. And then, of course, just like, just like when you won the promo championship for the second time, we had to deactivate it because, for one reason or another, People went butthurt over the voting, or the judges, or the blah, the blah, the blah, whatever the bullshit was. But that was before 2020. A hell of a tough year for almost everybody. And it was, by far, the darkest year of my life. I went through shit that I wouldn't wish on a single soul walking this earth. And on top of that shit, I made the difficult decision to walk away from this show that I have poured my heart into since 2015. And the first two people that came to bat for me was Moses Marquez and Travis Anderson. Travis Anderson triggered the shift. The two of you led the charge, assembled everyone together and refused to let me throw it all away. That is something I will never forget. signed picture of The Undertaker that hangs on my wall behind me every week on Max Racing was a gift from you. The video from Velvet Sky, my 15-year-old self's crush at Promomania a couple of years ago, was a gift from you. 
I wish you were coming to Wembley this summer so that we could finally meet in reality, face to face, not in the promo verse, but in the real world, so that I could buy you a damn drink and thank you for being you. And that's the whole point behind this rebirth of yours. That's the whole point of dropping the name. Because you don't need to be the walker. You don't need to be Alexander Rowan. You simply need to be Travis Anderson. And if I want to solidify this reign as champion and go down as the greatest promo participant in Max Wrestling history, I simply need to beat you. Everybody wants to ask me, are you going to fight with honor? Are you going to screw the captain to get the gold? Phoenix doesn't trust me. Moses keeps feeding that fear and that insecurity by calling me the walker every damn week. Regardless of the fact that that guy's gone and never coming back. You know, a year ago from this event, last year's promo rumble, I walked in world champion. And I got screwed by you, Phoenix. You were the one. You were the one that tried to sabotage me and cost me the world championship with that gavel of yours. Now, granted, Teddy P... He was the one to screw us both. But don't get it twisted. I was not the one that screwed you. You have this misconception of me. That I'm still this other guy. Your beef is with the walker. Not with me. You're curious to know if I'll fight with honor. Well, sir, you're not the first to tell me about that. You see, a couple of years ago, I had a match with a certain somebody and I called him a bitch. You could argue how that's crossing a line, even though nothing was meant by it. I didn't. It was all for fun and games and in the spirit of competition and my opponent understood that however it still upset a few other people ironically enough one of those people today is their birthday and they were the first to talk to me about fighting with honor told me to stop being that asshole but that's, that's where that misconception is, is, and that's where a lot of people get their feathers fluffed and 
that's where the drama begins. Is that misconception. See, I'm not the asshole that everybody makes me out to be. The walker was an asshole. But the guy behind the mask, the guy, the man behind the gimmick, he was not an asshole. At least he tried not to be. I, but that's where you got to understand, Phoenix, is... Like, there's a part of me that wants to let that asshole back out. Especially right now, in the heat of competition, and got gold on the line, and everything. And I, I could. I could sit here and be an asshole and talk shit about how you cost me the world championship. How dare you be sour and bitter and just hold a grudge over me. I could do that. I could sit here and sabotage uh, the captain. And cost him the title and take it for myself. But I'm not going to. I could sit here and be an asshole and talk shit about Moses Marquez and how he calls me the fucking walker every damn week. Regardless. And knowing that in the script every week, my name is wrote down as Travis Anderson. Not the walker. But you're just do saying that just to get a rise out of me. To feed that insecurity that, that Phoenix has. And that's okay. That's okay. I could be an asshole and sit here and talk shit about Chris Reed. I could talk shit about how, how shit his promos are. I could talk shit about how the only entertaining thing in his promos is the dog that pops up every once in a while behind his piles of dirty clothes. I could be that asshole. But what I want everyone to understand, it ain't me. I'm not that guy no more. I don't want to be that guy anymore. A certain individual that called me out a few years ago. I wanted to call him out too. I wanted to call him out and challenge him to a match last year at Promo Mania. Didn't happen. The dude is ridiculously hard to get a hold of. But not just only that. But that was when my mother passed away too. It's when I was going through changes. That's when I was, I was done. That was when the walker walked away. But I'm not that guy anymore and that's why I'm back. Because I don't want that asshole mentality. I don't want that evil that I would unleash when I became the walker. It's not good for me. It's not good for my health. It's not good for my mind. It's not good for my heart. It's not good for any of it. And I just don't want it anymore. I don't want that negativity in my life anymore. I, I just don't need it. I don't want it. And I'm not going to allow it to happen. 
So I'm not going to sit here and screw the captain. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about people. Instead, I'm just going to do this. I want to thank the captain for allowing me to join the family, to join Dragon Club and be a part of something special that means something that's full of just love and support because that's what I need right now. I want to thank Dr. Emir Blackbane Costello, uh, the RWT Kingpin. I want to thank him for everything that he's done for me to help me with the guidance to help me lose weight, to fix my brain, to fix my mentality, to help me release myself of the asshole within that was the walker. So I'm going to end it there. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Emir. Thank you, Dragon Club. And thank you to everyone that's been there for me over the last few years. I love you all, and Captain, may the best men win. And Moses, fuck you. Oh, and Dr. Costello, happy belated birthday. All right, so the times are in, and squeaky bum indeed. Oh my goodness gracious, I haven't seen two tighter matches with fucking champions in, the, in a minute. So, excellent promos by both. But we got to go off the timage. And the Daz came in. Seven minutes. 21 seconds. The Walker. Yeah, I'm going to keep telling you like that. The Walker. Eight minutes. Eight seconds. The longer promo wins. Meaning Daz is down to one. And your new television champion. The guy that may not walk by promo mania. Travis Anderson. I knew I should have gone one more minute. It's what happens when you go against the old heavy hitters of back in the day. These new young bucks like Beer and Chad, they can't go eight minutes. They can't go nine minutes. They don't got the stamina. But us old heads, these, you know, these Travis Andersons, these FAs, these Jazzes, we go seven minutes just because. No eight minutes because we feel like it. Nine minutes because we got bored. But that's just the, that that was the gamble, man. That was a gamble, but it was as fair as can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right down the middle ski. You and have your new member. He's he's a killer, whether you like to believe it or not. I don't know who's he, who he's killing because he ain't killing me. That's for damn sure. So. Well, his next challenger is now Chad, the lawyer, Malcolm. Um, and you know what? Either way, it's still a milestone. 300 days Eight. is quite the achievement. And I think that was what eight defenses. Eight defenses, probably. I think the most out of everybody, anybody, if I'm not mistaken. With that title, yeah. Um, like I said, that one stings, but I can't be mad. He's in Dragon Club. At least we kept the TV title in Dragon Club. Right, I was going to say, at least it's in the faction, baby. At least it's in the faction. Uh, all right, while I uh, lick my wounds, let's get to the Royal Rumble predictions. And we only have four matches. Two of them are the Rumbles. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. I hope um, these rumbles go long, then, right? Yeah, unless they add something on SmackDown tomorrow. But at the moment, all we have is uh, the U.S. title and the Universal title. Roman's working. 
Roman's working the Rumble. What a fuck. It'd be fucking better. It's one of the big five. The fuck. All right, let's kick it off with the U.S. title. Probably, uh, actually, I don't know which way to call it now. Think about it, but probably the least, I don't want to say least important, but the least hype around it. Yeah, I was going to um, say least hyped. Logan Paul defending against Kevin Owens. Obviously, KO won the tournament that's been going on for weeks on SmackDown. Um, I like this, but I think it's too soon in Logan's reign. Like, I wanted him to have a few defenses where it was obvious, like, yeah, Logan Paul's retaining. Because on paper, you'd say, okay, Kevin Owens wins. But surely they're going to give Logan Paul a few challenges first. You know, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, because, and I'm going to, and, and this is my thing. I think Papa H likes Logan Paul, but I also think that he got all this love and rub because Vince likes the star in him. So I think that maybe the the idea of him having the U.S. title was a way to push it all over social media. Because look again, look, and we had talked about it too. Look at all the fun shit he did. All the you know, I fuck with this thing on, and all that other dumbass shit that he would say. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, it brought more attention to a belt that we forgot about that most people don't give a shit about even. And now that it's been you know re shined up in a in a in a social media type of light. And you have a guy in Kevin Owens who's been getting the upper hand on Logan Paul week after week after week. I think it it could be a decent time to give it to KO, give him something to do. You could build towards Mania, maybe go another one-up. You could probably build this thing into like a cage match or something. You know what I mean? Something yeah. where fucking Logan could do something stupid. Which, I, hey, I, I fuck, sign me the fuck up. You know what I mean? Sign me up. I just, I... I my whole thing with the whole defenses thing is if he was going to do that, well, why didn't he defend it on like the last pay-per-view on the last PLE or the one before that? Or why hasn't he done a, a SmackDown defense or there's other, def- you know, there's other opportunities in my opinion that he could have had to defend this belt. And now it's just like, let's, let's, let's give it to Kevin and make it a fucking feud. Make this thing keep going, make Logan not go away. You know what I mean? We did this with Austin theory in the U S title too. Austin Theory did yeah. not leave that title picture. Logan Paul does not leave, need to leave the U.S. title picture. But I would say give it to Kevin now. Get the heat going. Get the wrestler to build the belt in the ring. And Logan this, Logan that. And then let Logan fucking randomly show up and beat some nerds and win. A, you know, And then, bam, there's a shot. Or keep interrupting Kevin. Something. Just build towards something bigger. And you could probably have this exact match at Mania. And, and people would love it. I know I would. So maybe a shady finish. Yeah, you can go shady. Um, yeah, good. Roll good up with call. the tights. I mean, Kevin's not exactly a bat. He's not exactly a face, especially against fucking Logan Paul. Ah, I mean, we've seen how Logan Paul's won matches before. Like obviously, he used the knucks on Ricochet, stuff like that. So I definitely see a shady finish, and. I think Logan Paul's going to retain. Maybe we will get another match at Mania and keep this feud going, but uh, I I don't see KO beating Logan Paul so early in this reign. Even though he won the whole freaking tournament to get the spot. I was just going to say, I was like, well, then, hey, what do you know? We're finally <laughs> start, we're starting to start with disagreements for one. 
Again, I'm going to yeah. leave Kevin just for right now. Again, I, I think either or whoever wins this, I feel I truly feel you could build it for another two and a half, three months and go right to Mania. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's much point in us predicting the next one, but Roman Reigns is working and defending Are- the universal title against uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is like somebody put this together on fucking 2K24, and like this is like a good match. We're like, all right, hey, all right. But like, finally, someone made a good point. It's the Raw you'll rumble this year because there's only like one SmackDown entrant announced, and that's Bobby Lashley. Everybody else is from Raw. There's three fucking challengers in this match from SmackDown. Yeah, that's that's the best. Part. There's nobody on SmackDown for the rumble. <laughs> that's right. They took them all. They took all the stars. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I can see maybe Randy. Actually, maybe all three going into the rumble as well. Yeah, double duty. Definitely see but double duty happening. But I don't see a fucking title change happening. No, it's a it's a double edged sword of us. We complain that Roman doesn't work so much, but then we always know he's going to win when he shows up. So what's the point? Because obviously they're stretching it out till mate. Hopefully. This year's mania, I can't. Oh. I can't do another year. No, <laughs> no. Can't if, do if, it. If, if, if the TKO table is the head of the table, fucking Rock was talking about, then goddamn it, how'd you tease us like this? Well, I've always said Rock and Roman don't need the title because Rock doesn't need another title reign, um, and Roman doesn't need to be a champion to beat Rock. So we can do this non-title. But, uh, yeah, Roman's got to win. Go on to Mania. Face either uh, fucking Cody or Punk. Don't do not do the Rock. Because they, they've built it perfectly for Cody or Punk to be the final two. Yeah. On Raw, I think. Finish the goddamn story, Corey. <laughs> so let's go, Roman. Let's go straight in. You know what? Let's leave the women to last because I, I think that's the hardest one to predict for me. But let's jump straight into the men's rumble then. Like I said, Cody and Punk had an amazing segment on probably Punk's best segment so far since he's been back. Um, yeah. Very AEW. Yeah. Like those segments he did with MJF. Um, yeah. Just. You f- I felt like guys. I was watching the wrong channel for a minute. Yeah, well, we just came back from a commercial break on fucking TBS. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> but you just got two guys who have stuff to get off their chest. Perfect. Um, I don't think really we realize either how much history they have because Punk obviously skyrocketed just as Cody was coming in and then he left and then Cody did a little bit before he left. Uh, and then they, they pretty much just like passing ships in a night in AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. Punk came in, Cody left, but yeah, man, not much. It was an. It started off as a very nice. Hey, Dusty was your dad. I love Dusty too, and then it got a little personal from Punk, and then Cody made it personal. But I loved it. I was gonna say a little personal. Yeah, uh, I'm more American yeah. Dream than you. Oh, that was well, like I, that I'm more CM Punk than you. Whoa. Yeah, that shit was fucking. I was just like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. But my favorite analogy from the whole thing was Punk. Comparing Cody's path to WrestleMania to his own path, uh, what was it, 12 years ago with The Rock? Yep. 
Hi, wow, that was beautiful. You're, you're literally, you're, it's you, and you're going all the way. Oh, but here's the rock. Oh, wait, what's this? It's a bigger superstar. Oh, Ooh. when he Great said stuff. that, I cackled. I cackled. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but Cody also sold it very well that he was getting mad, but controlling himself. Like, not, not necessarily biting back as much as Punk probably wanted him to. Um, now it would be a great match to see these two one on one at WrestleMania, but one of them needs actually no, they both need to be in main events for the titles. Um, and like I said, they've they've set it up perfectly for these two to be the final two because right now, this is probably the least predictable WrestleMania we've had in a long time. Where last year we knew Cody was going to come back and win it. Um. Before that, like, we knew Roman was going to win or whatever. But this year, it's like, it's it's either Cody or Punk. Maybe Gunther. Maybe Drew. I don't Drew. Know. But you have a, a few solid options this year. More and than a few. I think if it comes down to Cody or Punk, people are probably going to, half the people are probably going to be mad no matter which way it goes, but then come around to it if they play it off perfectly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, it's got to come down to those two for me, and I don't know which way to go. Oh God! I mean, you, you, the three you named listed off seem like the perfect ideas. I could totally see the Rock show up and win the Rumble for the sake of winning the Rumble because he's the fucking Rock. I could see fucking Guther winning it and throwing the curveball and going after Seth instead of after Roman, leaving, you know, because, again, if it's going to be Rock and Roman, the story's there. You don't need him to win the Rumble. It's not a big fucking deal, blah, 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 blah. It's not, a, you know what I mean? Same thing with uh, with Punk and Cody. Their, their fucking story is pretty much written, you know what I mean? They, mm. they have an interaction at the Rumble, and that you know that's how that's going to fucking set up the match, just like yeah. that. So I'm inclined to go towards Gunther. You know what I mean? Because Gunther okay. has an excellent record in the Rumble, has good time in the Rumble, has a lot of eliminations in the Rumble. I don't think he's going to go the distance as he has before, but I do think that he is going to be able to to probably, he'll probably come in at like 15 or 16 and just fucking dominate the dog shit out of it. Now watch him come in at like four and dominate all the way to the end. But I, I do think <clears throat> this is a, a win for Gunther and the only other person I could see winning it, but I'm going to lean with Gunther, is Cody. Just so he gets that I'm with Sean and Stone Cold that I've won back-to-back Rumbles. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to get pissed off if he does. Like, oh, he won two Rumbles back-to-back because so. you never had a problem with Sean or Hogan or Austin doing it. So shut up. Thank you. Um. Yeah, man. I'm going to go with Cody so that he, because he's on Raw, and obviously he wants to finish the story with Roman, which means if he wins a Rumble, he has to pick Roman. It is the story, Corey. Whereas Punk's already on Raw, Seth's on Raw. You can easily set that up afterwards. Um, I'll make a bold prediction to Chad, sorry, that they both go over at the same time to finish it, and then they have another match at the Chamber. Let's go. Sign me up. That's just my bold prediction, though, but I'm going with Cody to win. Cody. Uh, because I, I, I like the original plan. Cody Roman, Punk Seth. Um, 
and we they they should have tried to talk Roman into doing the match with the Rocket in Australia, like was also rumored, but apparently Roman's not working in Elimination Chamber. Mm. Of course, uh, we can do it at SummerSlam. Let's do Roman Rocket SummerSlam. Why not? That's not like a good enough idea. Where's SummerSlam this year? Uh, I don't actually know. Have they announced it yet? I uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, they usually answer pretty quick. Man, it was easy when they were always in friggin' Boston. Right, I was gonna say, let's have a Google. Let's figure this out. <laughs> uh, they haven't officially announced it yet, but I think the rumors are Cleveland. That's not very summer, but okay. New. No. <laughs> New. <No. laughs> Even I know that's not very summery. <laughs> um, that, that is coming from Fightful, though, so take it with a pinch of salt. <clears throat> hey. Um, but it, apparently Cleveland is in the running to host SummerSlam, but nothing's official yet. Yeah, we'll see though. Okay, but uh, why not? You can hold it off long enough. I mean, hell, the guy again. We kept talking about it. The guy's named his own by fucking the company. Now you can hang out and fucking wrestle whenever you need to. Right. Whenever they want to. Uh, plus, like The Rock, last time he was at SummerSlam, I think. Was 2002 when he uh, when he faced Brock, which should have been a dream match, but Brock was still just getting started and Rock was just about to leave Hollywood, so it was a big match in the wrong time. Uh, all right, so wait, your official prediction is it Cody or Gunther? Gunther. All right, got that right then. So for the women, um, the easiest pick I think would be Becky. Yeah. Uh. But I think they could set her and Rhea up anyway, even if it's not Becky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's another one of those ones where it's like, I'm sure you could do it anywhere else and it probably wouldn't matter. I think it'd be great if Bailey won and then picked EO. Because there's a story there. There's already dissension in the group. The funniest part about that is I actually have been leaning in that exact way. I've been leaning about... um, EO and and Bailey. I'm like either one of them. I think is 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 ready to is ready to take it and go. I I, I want to lean more towards EO, but then you say shit like that, and I'm like, she does want to keep this whole fucking group together. That does sound like a like a real curveball of an idea. I I I think if anything, maybe she would like like eliminate herself in favor of EO kind of thing rather than like give her the spot. I think that'd be something that'd be like a little bit of a curveball and just be like, holy crap, I could never see that coming. Or yeah. we're going to get the obvious and one of them's going to turn on the other. And... I mean, I'm, I'm sensing I it because it's the rumble. I'm sensing a double bluff from Bailey because it seems like the group is slowly turning on her. Yeah. Like last week, I think, uh, I can't remember who Bailey was against, but like, oh, it was Bianca. And like mm-hmm. the rest of the group were outside the ring. Bianca got thrown out of the ring and they didn't attack Bianca. And Bailey was like, but why are you not beating her up? And right. then, of course, Bailey lost the match. So they could, Bailey could also do it like a swerve where she like convinces the group she's going to pick Rhea. They're going to have two women's champions in damage control and then boom, attacks EO. Yeah, that's true. You could totally do it like that. And then again, I think they could easily set up Becky and Rhea Ripley anyway on Raw. They're both already on Raw. Yeah. But then again, they could easily right. set up Bailey and Eo too. But yeah, um, I 
Well, I mean, Becky's already won a Rumble, so I think for the least predictable route, go with Bailey. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you've convinced me on that one. Like, I, I keep wanting to lead towards EO, Leo. Like, I want to say like EO this, EO that, EO this, EO that. I just don't. I have to look at it as a whole. I don't know if she's enough to beat. Uh, she would have to take on Rhea then, right? Because they're smack. Are they smack? They're SmackDown, right? Uh, Bailey and EO are both SmackDown, yeah. But I mean, if you win the Rumble, you can pick whatever. Oh, that's right. Uh, you're forgetting that part. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, the dissension is there. I can absolutely see EO get kicked out over Bailey. But then again, there's like I could definitely see Bailey get kicked out. <clears throat> Shit. This is what the, the, the women's is tougher this year. It is actually. It's very tough this year. Um because I keep in the back of my mind, I keep just thinking, well, Becky's the easy choice. Well, Becky's the easy choice. Well, but then again, you're right. They could set up her and Rhea just because they've and already they had a face off. Yeah, they already had a face-off. You have a little interaction in the in the in the rumble match, and there you go. You can have a one-off, you know, whatever next dumb pay-per-view before the mania is. Uh, Fast yeah, lane chamber. or whatever. Oh, chamber. Oh, there you go. At least it's not chamber and piss. There it is. Um, give me Bailey, and because she wins, she gets her ass kicked by EO and everybody else. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I also think. Because the men's is a little more predictable, if we also went with Becky for the women's and we had two kind of predictable winners, the IWC would be like, oh, that Rumble sucked. We knew they were going to win. Yeah, a little too predictable. Yeah, we definitely would have thrown a fit. Give them a surprise and go with Bailey. Plus, that's enough. Bailey's like Grand Slam. I think this is the one thing she hasn't won. Let's do it, man. It's time. Pull the trigger. You know we all love Bailey. She's a hugger. Actually, yeah, Beck, Becky's also Grand Slam. Hey. I think Becky's won literally everything. Grand Slam uh, Becks. Women's titles, women's tag titles, NXT title, Rumble. So, yeah, give it to Bailey. Let her win everything, too. Okay. All right. Um, and just like that, that's the Rumble. Well, yeah, there ain't much else until they <laughs> add more tomorrow. I think it's our favorite pay-per-view to predict because it's so... On paper, it's so short. There's only a couple matches. And the Rumble itself. Yeah, and then we got WrestleMania coming up, and we got two fucking nights to predict. But uh, wow. that's for another time. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We are now officially on the road to WrestleMania and Promomania. But we do have another stop to make first. Check this out. I've been on the good side. And I've been on the dark side. I've sat on the jury. And I've also been an outlaw. In the end, I had to do this for myself. Sometimes, you gotta take a leap of faith. Behind the curtain, 
I have to finish the story. Show my score! Show my score! Yeah! Inside my heart is breaking My makeup may be flaking But my smile still stays on Show my score! Mattressing presents Promomania 9, April 2nd and 4th. Go to mattressandnet.weebly.com slash Promomania 9 for more information. That's right. A brand new event is coming your way in February for the first time ever as we present Leap of Faith coming February 29th. And of course, Promomania 9, a two-night spectacle coming your way April 2nd and the 4th. We, uh, yeah, making waves this this year. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know what? You can thank our current world champion for uh, having a new event in February because it was kind of his idea. Uh, I say kind of. He asked if we had an event in February. I'm like, no, nah, we don't normally. But wait, that's so what do you do now, bud? Now we have an idea. And also it worked <laughs> out perfectly because uh, it's a leap year this year, hence the name Leap of Faith. Let's go. <laughs> All right, then. Uh so for the final time before the first pay-per-view, well, apart from Wrestle Kingdom of 2024, let's get some points on the board for the Twattermeter. Expect even less from a bunch of neckbeard, stinky twats. Uh, to keep it funky, this one is going to be a little tough. Honestly, it hasn't been that bad. Everybody's very excited for the Rumble, AEW, WWE. Any just wrestling fan is excited for the Rumble. The good news coming out of WWE is super smart, super good, everything. I don't really got nobody. Um, I'm really trying to think to myself, is there anybody that deserves any hate? Anybody, 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 anybody. Um, You've all escaped this week. Yeah, I don't let's, think anybody said something stupid. I was going to say, it's been it's been a clean week, man. Everybody's been minding their P's and Q's. There's been no nerds on TikTok. There's been no nerds in the IWC. Uh, all the professionals have been professional. In, 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 and Ooh, we could give points to USA Network for dropping the ball. Just dropping the other ball. Fuck it. Give three <laughs> points to the USA Network for utterly dropping the ball on the WWE. I mean, yeah, it's five billion. You've had them forever. But I mean... You 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 drop the ball, bro. Like they're gone. They're going to. They're gonna. They're gonna be streaming forever and within due time. So will uh, SmackDown. I think you only have a year contract with them, and I'm sure by that time next year they'll be on Netflix too. You're you're fucking it up. Now all you got is the dog show. Yeah. <laughs> Poor USA Network. I feel bad now. I feel like I'm such a bad person. I need a shower. <laughs> All you got is a dog show. <laughs> Love it. Uh, are they getting the full five points? I gave them three. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to cripple their career. They're doing it. They're on their Stop, own. They're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, three man. points to USA Network on the Twilometer. Now, uh, for some good points, let's put some points on the Yeetometer. Go. Yeet. You feel me? For real. Do you feel him, sir? I do. You do. There's, there's three people I want to give points to, but I'm, I want to spread out the five. So, 
I'm going to give two points each to Cody and Punk for that segment and completely selling me on the Rumble. Um, I mean, I was excited for the Rumble, but I got even more hyped after that promo segment. So two points each to them. And for not sucking two matches in a row, I'm going to give a point to Jeff Hardy. Hey, you know what? I like that. Don't no more edibles, bro. No more edibles. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. He um he goes through a slump, and then he comes back and he's like, "Hey, that's why we love Jeff." Yeah, but then he also like can start those slumps in like a very weird. Uh, they start those good matches very oddly, like bro. Ah. Yeah, that's why I said no more edibles. They obviously hit right before the match. You, you, then you had to accustom yourself. No, wait till after. Well, uh, he was he was wrestling. Darby on Friday on Rampage, so maybe Sting took him to one side and was like, hey, remember Victory Road? Don't do that shit again. Don't do that shit again, motherfucker. Baseball bat. I can see regular <laughs> Sting in sunglasses doing that right now. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, that's all the points on the Unimito. And Actually, before we go anywhere, I know Beer would have mentioned it on the NXT review, but a quick uh, mention to William Regal returning to WWE TV on NXT and appointing oh, yeah. The Rock's daughter, Ava, as the uh, youngest ever general manager. So, Rock's family's all over the place. Does that mean she can't wrestle? <laughs> Apparently, she, does she only have like one match yeah. in NXT? Yeah. That means well, she can't wrestle. She, Got it. Let's hope she uh, inherited her dad's Mike Skillson. Oh, I'm kidding. To, to be honest, though, I always said Daniel Bryan was never great on the mic. And then when he became SmackDown GM, he improved so much. And now he's great on the mic. Hey, you know what? Maybe that's what she needs. Yeah, throw him in the deep end. When your sole role is speaking, you got to get better at it. Remember where they did that to Brit? Right, exactly. And she flipped in like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, be done. I do find it funny, though, how The Rock is now on the board of directors of TKO. And then the next thing, his daughter is the GM of NXT. <laughs> Hey, you need Listen, a promotion? I got some pool. <laughs> Don't you trip, baby girl. I got some pool. I got you. Uh, I do also love how they brought Regal back to like announce it or pretty much pass it on to her because he is the greatest GM of all time. All time. No questions asked. Uh, hopefully we see more of Regal on TV, though. Now that yeah, he's don't... allowed to be on TV again. Yeah, don't let him hang out in the background. Let him, let him come on now. Let him, yeah. let him be on. You think Sean was actually in that office? Because <laughs> they just came out of his office and they had his name on the door. And then Regal's I, like, yeah, thanks, Sean. You know what? Knowing knowing Sean, I wouldn't be surprprised. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got to sell it. I got to make sure that, you, that people know I'm here. Sean like, was probably on the other side of the camera going, pretend I'm in the office. It, I could totally <laughs> see that, too. Say it again. I wasn't in there. Wait. Actually, no, Sean can't operate a camera. What's this button do? Sean and technology is not a good thing. That's this is true. This is true. He doesn't know how to work a computer. I keep forgetting <laughs> this. Uh, love HBK. Okay, it's now um, <laughs> it is time for our main event. I don't know why I've been putting it off. I've been tiptoeing around it. It is time for our main event. Uh, before we close out the show with the twat and knee points done, it is a four-way match in what has been labeled promo roundtable. Cypher opted to have three challengers. And will defend the world championship against Beer, Chad Malcolm, and Ted P. De Niro. 
Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. I try to be a nice guy. I try to play by your rules. Alright, so this is how the deal goes down. One thing I will respect about you, Corey, is that you were the only one that wanted to give me a world title shot. Fatal four-way rules, no holds barred, cage matches, strap matches, I don't give a crap. What I have to do is I will become the world champion. They'd call me the ratings, they call me the fastest rising star in max wrestling. You damn right I am. I've earned this fucking bad boy. I've earned everything. For my knowledge champion, I was a king of the mic finalist. You know what? I was this close away from being Moses Marquez in the final to do something that no one, no one has ever done. And you know what? Other people did not want me a part of the Dragon Club. Phoenix, you didn't want me a part of the Dragon Club. Dazzy, you didn't want me. Lawyer, you didn't want me. But you know what? I'm a lone wolf. I do what I want now, when I want to damn well want to do it. And if anyone tries to get in my way, and I will become the world champion, whether you guys like it or not. And believe you me, it's going to be a cold day in hell at the fact that when I become the world heavyweight champion, you are not going to like this. I am ratings. I make Max Wrestling tick. And believe you me, I can guarantee you one thing. When I get my hand raised in victory, I will become the world champion, whether you like it or not. The hell? The hell? What are you doing here? I would love to say this was nothing personal, dear. But that would be a lie. Your doomsday clock is ticking. Somebody, 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 somebody
When I get up on the grind, you know the game is over. That say I blaze the mic just like a flamethrower. The devil's so sick, just like Neo. Flow straight comment, I do it for the people. Y'all think you're equal? Now you're just sequels. I've been here before, just call me a prequel. Loaded and I'm lethal. Standard promo. This ain't gonna take me long. They said they want to know how I feel about the changes, the regime, the new coming, the new beginning, and I am it. I am it. I'm here to go to the next level. Now, the only thing I'm asking, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Anybody here? Anybody here? Does anybody understand the things that goes on in the life in the world of the glitch in the system? Hmm? Anyone like to know the craziness that goes on in the world of the glitch? In the system. I am. Trapped. In my own. Pain and misery. And out the door. I see paradise. But. I am trapped. In pain. And misery. It is a fortress. Of. Maliciousness. And I find solitude in it. I find solitude in pain. I find solitude in destruction and chaos. This is unpeaceful is my peace. And as I dwell in the fortunate reign of unpeacefulness that is my life, I have one thing. That brings me somewhat joy in this utterly ridiculous, painful, and stressful life of mine. <laughs> it's Max. Max. Oh, Max. My friend, Corey. You have something that truly doesn't belong to you. Because, you see, possession is nine-tenths of the law. But who it truly belongs to is not here. He's not here. And I'm upset, but he's not here. But guess what? It's okay, because you know who is here? The glitch in the system is here. And I'm here to fix and destroy the rest of the matrix. See? I am the color red in a black and white world, just as he was. He was one of us. 
And now he is gone. And now I have risen. And a lot of people don't. They don't understand. And quite frankly, it's okay. There's a lot of things that you're not going to understand in this world. Jellyfish. You're going to understand jellyfish. Worms. Porcupines. Porcupines, man. Just porcupines. Porcupines, bro. It's crazy. It's wild. But see, it's just those are the things that we have in life that doesn't quite make sense. But they live. They exist. They are around. They are here. I am the porcupine of Max Wrestling. There is nothing but spikes on my back. And I am ready to take my throne and for you to see everything and be great. So what's understood doesn't need to be explained. And if you don't get it, guess what? It's probably not for you to get. myself like what a fucking joke what a joke what a fucking joke what a mockery this has become of the world title I sat here and gave these guys an opportunity I stuck my neck out for these guys my opponents that I chose at the maxis to show me what they had and they didn't show a motherfucking thing. First things first, I like to say what we're not going to do is make a mockery of the world title that has so been graciously fought for, defended, and held with honor, integrity, and dignity. You will not shit on me and you will not shit on this title. First things first, we're going to start out by saying this. I'm appalled, I'm disgusted, and I am pissed off. This title is the workhorse title. Not the knowledge title, not the TV title, not any other title, not group MVP. This, this right here is what it's all about. The world title. The same title that I had the honor of defending against three opponents. But in the end, they were not ready for this level of competition. They were not ready to step up to the plate. Instead, they just sat there lazily and waited for me to make the first strike. And that's okay. You're just showing the world why you don't deserve to be in a world title match. Let's start off with the obvious. Let's start off with beer. Listen, my man, you rose through the ranks quickly. You were showing honor. You were showing prestige. You were showing that you were hungry. But when it came time to deliver, you were over the 30-minute mark on the delivery, and I asked for my cash back. 
You bet and get it. What happened, beer? Is this not what you want? You don't want that? That's fine. On to Chad Malcolm, the lawyer. One-fourth of the Dragon Club. The guy that sits in the back and draws up paperwork instead of coming to the front and showing the world what he can really do. I gave the lawyer an opportunity to show me what he was going to do. Remember the promo we had, Chad, when you said you was going to step up and you was going to step on me and you was going to come through me? What happened to that, Chad? Did Daz's paperwork build up and you had to somehow call in for a vacation, PTO? Well, this is no days off, Chad. And if you can't handle that, then you might as well just do the Dragon Club a favor and give the position to Beer. Either way, y'all both in fourth race, fourth place anyway, in the rankings. And then we got Ted P. DeNero, the man, the myth, the legend. He wanted a title shot. He wanted an opportunity. Hell, he wanted a title. Too bad it wasn't this one. He wants the knowledge title. That's okay, Teddy. Like that, like I said. Well, actually, for better lack of words, like you said. If it's something you don't understand, then it's probably not for you to get. You know, I worked my ass off to defend this title. I want real competition. I want a real challenge. I want to go grit for grit. I'm the best champion. I have no problem defending it anytime, anywhere, any place. And with that being said, I know what I got to do. I know exactly what I got to do. See this, this right here, I'm going to put this on and I'm going to take it and I'm going to hold it up high and I'm going to take that leap of faith because it seems to me that these jobbers are not ready for the real thing. So I'm going to go and up to Annie and hit higher on the food chain because I think there's one person that might actually give me that challenge. So how about it, Kingpin? You ready for the world title? Then you best bring your A game. The masked fucker is back. God damn it, he's back. And I'm here, so it ain't me. Don't get, don't get no fucking questions. It ain't me. How's he still alive? Oh, um, sorry, beer. We'll we'll look into it. Um, but I'm also rocked by Cipher said Kingpin. Okay, good. I didn't hear that wrong. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm I, the last time we saw this dude. Let's let's keep it funky. The last time we saw this dude, there was blood everywhere. Yeah. So. Um. I mean, we did see him at the Maxis, but that was like out of character or whatever. That was that guy. I thought that was just like a cameo. Maybe that's what ignited Cypher to call him out. We we don't see the kingpin. He's like staying in the rafters. He just hangs around, watching from the He's shadows. There, but 
shit if if we get uh if we get the kingpin return that that's huge that especially with mania season coming up and and the rock <laughs> sorry fellas wow. um well also i guess there's a little bit of confusion on that match then so well beer was taken out um and then cypher went longer than teddy so still our max world champion is cypher congratulations um, and I really hope you get your dream match with the Kingpin. What the fuck does this match fucker want? Didn't you see who it was when you took the mask off? Bro, I live in fucking not so sunny California sometimes, okay? You can't see shit when motherfuckers just happen to come. <sighs> The fact of the matter is, bro, is even if I did recognize the cat, I don't know who he is. I put the motherfucker in a lineup. Take get five unmasked fuckers and put him in a lineup. Let's try to pick this cat out. I don't know. It was all in the heat of the moment. You know everybody you fight in the heat of the moment? Yeah. For a second, I thought you were gonna say he made you sign an un, uh, an NDA. <laughs> no. Because they're flying around right now. I can't no, talk I about see, it. I, I, See what happens is my lawyer got taken out. You know what <laughs> well, hopefully this time we all find out who this fucking Anon Masquerass is and justice for beer. Justice for beer. Wow. Well, um, what a wild turn of events. Thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than the USA Network got rocked by Netflix's Take All My Commercials money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sip the tea. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B, your retro rebubble bind. Oh my good. Oh my goodness. Uh, so the amount of content coming out from the boys and your boy on the max is 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 a is a plentiful. So we already covered the idea of where is Okada going. Um, as you guys may have seen before this episode dropped, you got to hear us talk about the big moves, the same big moves Daz and I just spoke about with you know the Rock going with TKO, with uh, Netflix getting you know buying up the E, all that fun. And with that comes even more. So that's going to happen. The boys are going to be doing not one, but two different kind of fun reviews. So we're going to be doing, we're going to all be recording ourselves. We're going to have live reactions to the rumble. That's going to be its own little fun video. I'm going to, that's going to be fun editing. I assure you that. And then on top of that, we're going to obviously do the instant reactions. That'll drop as fun. Well, as, uh, as, as well as uh, the, hopefully that same night. And then for me, the 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 stuff is plentiful as you guys are seeing i'm rocking the charger jersey we have our head coach jim hardball as your new head coach but there will be an episode dropping about that and what it means to the chargers moving forward how it means how we're going to look how we're going to draft how we're going to everything i can already see it it's going to be glorious that talk's going to happen james madison he is not shite fuck you he is the man he is back full training for spurs we got city Tomorrow, FA Cup, we beat City. I don't see anybody else beating us in the FA Cup. So, can we do it? Who knows? I've got a couple of ways to shut down City. I don't care what nobody says. The Americans got two new formations for Big Ange, Postacoglu, and how you're going to beat City with the top players you got. So, all that's coming. Literally, this Max Wrestling is going to have probably like seven or eight episodes leading into this weekend. Congratulations. This is how we're going to get down from here on out. 
but to make sure you're following all that, you got to be following on all the socials. You got to do it right there on the evil Twitter machine, evil X machine, Max Wrestling UK, Catch a 512, SMR Podnet, soon to be SMR, or I'm sorry, KTN Sport. And of course, check out the Billy Fee Done website where all these links can be found, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button right here on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that follow button on Facebook where you can be a part of the conversation. Don't hesitate. Go do it. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the other fun socials. Get on it and get to us. Yeah. And with that said, join us next week for all the Rumble fallout. The road to Promomania and WrestleMania starts right here. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bang. Justice for beer. I missed my TV title.